I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me, Ben Vanell? I don't see anyone else here. Oh, except my co-host, Adam Knox. Are you talking to me also? <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> the name of our sister podcast coming out soon. We're already planning a sister. Yeah, yeah. It's like the Talking Dead, but for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should have just a fucking conga line of podcasts analyzing <laughs> yes. the previous piece of content. Yeah, but it's all just us hosting them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until at some point it's just like white noise. Like if you repeat a sound too yep. often, if you copy a tape yes. too many times, it's just <laughs> it's just snow. Yeah. John be... Snow. Oh. I know what re- the subject is. Yeah, right, right, right. It's a reference to Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is our Game of Thrones review podcast. We're basically, we saw that episode, episode eight, season eight's coming up in, in about a year, a year and a bit. And we thought, hey, let's go back through this show that we love. Yeah. Episode by episode, review it, talk about it, postulate. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to remain in this position. I'm not going to get on the floor and po- postulate. <laughs> well, but, uh, I mean, I just, I, it opens up my chakras and <laughs> it lets the analysis flow through. I'm not letting you anywhere near my chakra. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we do really love this show. Imagine a, a chakra tooth necklace Ooh. would be the most I fucked your girlfriend and brought Byron. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Game of Thrones, uh, obviously based on the book series by George R. 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 Martin. Martin. Yes. It's like uh, a man who's getting his uh, teeth checked halfway through his name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a Song of Ice and Fire is yes. the name of the books. Yep. But um, we, I've read the first book. I listened to the first one as an audio book. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. How long was that audio book? Quite long. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was About like, the length of the book if you read it out, <laughs> probably. <laughs> approximately, yeah. Um, and I, I got to say, and we should say this right here, we're not really fans of the books. We're not going to be comparing the show to the books. We're not really focused on that. This is the show. And also, like, from a point of view of, like, uh, filmically and the way it's... It, like, we're fans yes. of film and television and yes. stuff, so that's going to be the perspective. Totally. Because, uh, like, the thing I always struggle with, and it was the case with when I read A Game of Thrones, which is the first book, Yep. Uh, and is always the case with fantasy books for me, I struggle to remember fantasy characters' names and retain them in my head well enough so that when they're mentioned again later in the book, I'm not going, who the fuck's this? Yeah, yeah. When, when yeah. there's a visual thing to lock onto, like, I recognise that person's face. Totally, again. totally. Yeah. Because for when I first watched this show, and also that's the other thing, we've seen this show. Oh, yes. Uh, before. We've seen it. I watched, I think I missed the first one, like, as it was airing, but then watched it all on Blu-ray and was like episode to episode from that point on. Yeah. Um, what about you? Did you get I came it? in early through the second season. It would have been 2012. Yeah, right. 
so watch the whole first one in one go. Yeah, and, fuck. Or not like just sitting there for ten hours. But <laughs> oh, close enough. Yeah. Um, you are you are known to do that with things, with games and stuff. I I lock into shit. Yeah. And don't let go like a like a rabid dog. <laughs> okay. I latch on and yeah. then I have to be put down afterwards. <laughs> Mad Dog Knox is your nickname. That's me. Row, row, row. <laughs> But it, it's, uh, yeah, when I watched the show for the first time, yep. people's names would get mentioned when the character wasn't even in that scene, and I would go, who the fuck's that? Yeah, Still, I'm sure. not good with names, right. James. I-, <laughs> <laughs> I think, I understand that thing of losing any um, narrative or emotional impact when reading the books, because it's like... I don't know who John Aaron was. Exactly. Because, uh, yeah. John Aaron's a great example where he is in this first episode. Yeah. I'd forgotten that. Yep. And he, I mean, this is the case with a bunch of stuff that this episode sets up, not to get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. That it becomes relevant later in the series. Yep. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of cool, a good feature of this show and shows like it, which I think make them so popular that it, it expects a lot of you. Yes. It, and it doesn't sort of, explain itself more than it needs to. I think I think a massive, massive positive sign of this show, like something it's really impressed me with, and especially rewatching this first episode, is how deftly it handles these seventeen different characters, plot lines, locations. Like yeah. and yeah, I think the the books it uh, maybe it's allowed to be more complex and less deft with those explanations and intricacies because it's a fucking book. Yeah. Um, but it also is the thing that, yeah, stopped me from really connecting with it. Well, it, um, I, like, to prove my point, I've forgotten her name, but um, Edda's <laughs> <Mom>. sister. <laughs> What's Liana, Liana. Liana Stark. Yeah, yeah. She is in this episode, isn't really relevant until... Oh, like, she gets brought up every now and again. Yeah, she's referenced, but not in a, any kind of... Well, not in a hugely plot... Uh, relevant way. But the characters in the show reference her as much as you would as someone who you loved but is dead. Yes, sure. You know, yeah. Every single not- second of every day screaming... <laughs> I was going to say, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Where, wh- why aren't... You put three billboards up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, it, it's, it's cool that it just drops you into... That's the best feature of any made-up world. Yep. Drop you in. Yep. Or uh, my, in my opinion, the best way to do it: drop you in and have all the characters talk to each other as though, of course, they know what's going on, right? Because they live in this world. Sure. Much like this podcast, exactly. <laughs> we assumed that you have a lot of knowledge about who we are, a lot of context. <laughs> we just started babbling. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so if you've made it this far, <laughs> yeah, then you're locked in for the rest of it. Yeah, but um, maybe we should give some context. We're comedians. We live in Melbourne, Australia. We both co-host a video games podcast that's been going on for quite uh, some time. A couple of years now with our friend Tommy Dasilo, but we are here because we love this show and we, yeah, want to talk about it. I think yeah. we've also talked about it a lot, you know, just as friends off air. And I think, um, yeah, we're both fascinated by what's going to happen to this show when it concludes. So I think it's very interesting to revisit every episode on an episode by episode basis. It's a great excuse to do it, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because it's something that I was thinking of doing anyway, but yep. why do something in your life if it's not going to be content? <laughs> exactly. That's right. That's that's our both that's both of our motto, I think. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to start doing an exercise podcast <laughs> so that I can fucking manage to do that. Nice. Day. I'm going to start a friendship podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> um yeah, so I mean, do we want to do anything 
more before we get into the episode? I mean, maybe just the the housekeeping of the of the show. If you're thinking of like what's going to happen, are we doing one episode per week? Mm. Um, the kind of plan is because the eighth season is coming up, and we kind of want to drop into that and do that as it is. Yeah, we're going to fit them all in before that. Yes, every episode title will have. What episodes we cover, so if you yeah. want to watch along, totally. you won't be hoodwinked when we start talking about some other episode that you don't haven't watched yet. Yes, yes. But uh, yeah, that's the idea is to watch along, so we're aiming for April next year to be the sort of thing when we've wrapped it up, because yep. that's the rough date of when uh, they think the 8th series is going to start yep. uh, airing. So yeah, we might fill it in with a couple of... There's so much like... Um, Extra little bits and pieces, unlike the DVDs and shit, or the Blu-rays. The, Sorry, it's 2018. Yes. <laughs> but the 4Ks. They're, they're, so yes, the uh, uh, VRs. <laughs> yeah. So, but there's also I, I don't know if we'll necessarily do this on this actual main show, but there's like video games and other stuff that's sort of related. Yeah, you true. know, uh, the books might be something I revisit. Totally, and maybe there'll be bonus episodes or you know some other thing. But uh, Who knows? yeah, this main podcast is the ap- episodes of Game of Thrones, and then you can listen to our other podcast, which is us describing what this podcast is. That's right. It's significantly longer. <laughs> this it, it is. An extremely in-depth thing for some reason to explain <laughs> a recap podcast. Everyone <laughs> yes. knows what these are. We're watching the show. We'll tell you about what totally, we're Totally, totally. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I guess also if you haven't seen the show yet or you're just watching it and you haven't seen the later episodes, we're going to try not to spoil stuff down the line. Right, yeah. Watching them just sort of whatever's contained in the episode, talking about that. Totally. And like you mentioned before, we are interested in them as a, as a medium of entertainment, so we're going to be focusing on performances, the writing, the structure of the episodes, and um, I guess within that, the mythology and the storytelling and stuff like that. Yeah. So let's start in the logical place. Season four, episode five <laughs> is what this one is going to be about. Uh, episode one, one. Yeah. Winter, winter is, is coming. coming. <laughs> now we have to say the titles at the same time every time we do one of All these. right. Okay. Uh, so the show starts with a cold open. A very cold open. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Well, uh, I, I don't mean anything. It's just an industry term. Oh, yeah. Okay, when you start sorry. the show before the uh, credits. Of... It's a very cold open, yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there, there's uh, three people, rangers dressed in black. We know that they are uh, members of the members Night's of Watch. the Night's Watch. So, but the, you just kind of get them, a big gate kind of coming up on them. They walk out into the snow yep. beyond... And uh, the rattiest of the group <laughs> yes. comes upon several dead bodies. Oh, yes. And they're not just laying around, are they? No, they're chopped about. They're, 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 they're chopped ab- about. <laughs> and they're laid out in a, in a pattern, and it's like it's a freakish scene. It looks like some kind of devilish sig- sigil or something. Yeah, like a, a real ritual shit yep. thing has happened here. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, cool. And he walks away. No, he's like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Budget, uh, budget. What's that Pirates of the Caribbean, the office guy? What? Kramps McCuggins. Pirates of the Caribbean, the office guy? You know the guy who was in both of them? Oh, Mackenzie Crook. Yes, he shows up (laughs) as his budget Mackenzie Crook. He sees them. He's afraid of them. There's a girl nailed to the tree. There's some shit going on and he runs away, finds his captain and he's like, oh, boy. Yeah. There's some shit going down over that hillock. <laughs> you seen the shit? Yeah. He's like, no, I don't believe this shit. Which I won't like. Uh, when I was watching this, I was like, no one acts like this smarmy dude. No yeah. one's like, oh, a bunch of massacred people, 
I'm sure it's nothing. Totally. That's always just a movie thing that somebody runs up and says, yeah. this awful thing's happening. I'm like, definitely not. Definitely not. And it's not going to bite me in the ass later. If anything, you're telling me this is going to make me more reckless. <laughs> yes. So yeah. They go over and check and it's all gone. It's all gone. Again, Very. this whole intro is very tropey. Yeah. It's, it is very like horror movie. Like, but it, but it was just there. You're crazy, man. It is, isn't it? And yeah. then it's it's them running through the forest and the things are chasing them. You see yep. the things. They got blue eyes. They're zombies. Yep. The girl nailed to the tree is suddenly alive and is like coming after him yep yeah uh and it sort of ends with them accepting like fuck we're gonna two of them die mckenzie yes. crook is still okay yeah yeah smug man's the first to go right uh i think so what beard boy no no i think beard boy is the last because the guy cuts his head off Oh, that's right the white walker we see i think he's a white walker he's not white they mention the white walkers later in the show as well so we hear right. about these white walkers and yes this this guy he's walking around and he is white so <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely very underrepresented uh, diversity in game of thrones <laughs> yeah we're not gonna see a lot of people <laughs> who can fit that description <laughs> yeah so that and then it's kind of he falls to his knees mckenzie crook budget mckenzie crook yep and it fades to black very slowly which I thought was a bit odd. Some of the mm. techniques um, in terms of like the, the, the editing and stuff is a little bit, a, just a little bit off in this first episode. Right. But yeah, so... It, I didn't really notice that, I suppose. Right. But, but yeah, um, so, so it's Beard Boy gets his head cut off, White Walker's holding the head, throws it in front of Budget McKenzie Crook, and he's just kind of like staring at it, a little bit scared, and yeah. then it, a gradual fade to black. And then you get the first uh, theme song of the show. Yes. And we... Boom, 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 boom. Yes. Um, Which, <laughs> like, it's, fuck, it's a good theme song, the actual Game of Thrones one. It's, yeah, it's very, uh, like... Uh, it's it's perfect. It's it's mm. dumb high fantasy stuff, but a little catchy too. Yeah, exactly. It's a bit of an earworm. Like it's a hell of an earworm. You can start humming it for days afterwards. But yeah, I personally, I'm still humming it now. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, yeah thing, the technique it uses of then flying around the globe, introducing you to the different locations in the show. Yeah, never worked for me. Same. I uh, yeah. Same. I always see people saying like it's so clever to set you up and know exactly where everything is. And people like I've listened to other podcasts where people are like, now see in the opening to this episode they featured Bravos, yeah. so that must mean it's like I've I zone out during the credits. I'm sorry. It's whooshing around the place it's as well. And I really I, whooshing and swooshing. Maybe I don't have the uh, the sort of uh, like I don't know if it's. Uh, object permanence that I have an issue with or something. something. No, <laughs> I, I agree. I, I, I don't have the attention span, weirdly, to be looking at uh, impersonal animated, you know, intro and be like... And I've never been able to this? piece together where each of the things is and how they relate to each other. I Yeah, I still... I tend to agree with that yeah. as well. I vaguely know this is over the ocean, this is in the West, like... But it's totally an HBO TV equivalent of doing that fantasy book, here's the map right at the front of the book yes. Yes. To, to show you, because for some reason, every fantasy book book very geographical yeah yeah well i think because like tolkien is you know the master he's the guy who kind of set the the standard yeah and i think he just was into languages and and cartography and stuff and so now every single fantasy thing is forced to be yeah. very linguistic and very cartographical yes yeah which yeah this show definitely is we'll get to that more when we uh travel over the great <laughs> sea i'm lost is it the-, <laughs> <laughs> the um the credits play, and then afterwards we have a little bit of greenery down a little further south, and Ooh, we yes. see Budget McKenzie Crook looking a little worse for wear. Mm. Walking about, a bunch of horses show up, people on them. 
Yep. Not just the horses. Why are you winner? <laughs> yeah. Domain. It's not. That's that's. I remember that being a massive thing about this as a series, even before it was a TV show. I had friends because I studied literature, and I had friends who studied, you know, oh, writing right. and stuff. Yeah. Well, I studied uh, uh, McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great writer, McDonald's. Um, I had friends who were like, "Man, this is such a gritty series. It doesn't have a lot of the fantasy tropes. It doesn't have a lot of the magic and stuff." Early days, it just referenced it, but it wasn't specifically in the show. And in this series or season, there's White Walkers, and then mostly it's just like it could be in the actual Dark Ages of of Earth. For the most part, yeah. There's there's like talk of dragon eggs, and there's you know, but they're like, but these things are rocks, and we don't actually know if they were dragons. Yes, and so they weren't talking horses. That was my point. Right? Yeah. No. There's (laughs) there's horses with bannermen, and it all is all very medieval. And really early on. Like, cause you get, they show up and they grab this guy and they bring him back to Winterfell. Yes. And you have a little, uh, title card thing, a yeah. little subtitle that says Winterfell in this very ornate yep. medieval looking writing, which they lost for the rest of the series. Right. That, this episode is the only time that stuff shows up. And that was so fucking helpful. Yeah. Hell yeah. Literally saying King's Landing, Winterfell. Yes. Again, helps me who's not a particularly, uh, map minded person. Yep. But they take uh, Budget McKenzie Crook back to Winterfell, or they, they take news of his arrival back to Winterfell. Yeah. And this is the first time you see, yeah, this really, you know, English medieval looking village. Yep. Castle town. Hamlet? It's a small, it's a, it is a keep, right? Or it has a, it's a small, it's a town, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. One it's, of those old things where it's like, it's kind of a castle, but heaps of people live here. Yeah. And there's walls up. And I guess like, it's, there's something about the, uh, like, what do they call them? The little folk or something like that? The small folk? It's like the, yeah. the, 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 the townspeople kind of are in and out and they're helping out. But, uh, the big wigs live in the castle, I think. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so you see some of those big wigs. Yes. Uh, right early on, you see all the, the, the Stark kids. They're introduced here. Yep. So you got Rob. Yes. You got Bran. Yep. Little boy. Uh, little um, what's his name? Tucker. No, what's his Rickon? name? Rickon. Rickon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He he's milling about somewhere. He's a real little kid at this point, right? Tiny yeah. little baby. Yeah. Not a baby. But <laughs> he's like a, a little toddler. little baby boy. But so you just see the boys out in the yard. Uh, the Lord Eddard Stark. Yep. The dad is watching him arch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing a little bit of calisthenics down on the ground. No, they're doing, they are, Bran is firing his bow at a target. Poorly. Poorly, indeed. Yeah. And so, and is Jon Snow there as well? Jon Snow Rob is and Jon Snow are like helping him out, kind yeah. of. Yeah. So you, you get an idea that these are, and then Catelyn is uh, also standing at the top there having a little chat going like, yep. hey, oh, I'm not going to try and do the accent. <laughs> you know, loosen up, be careful, Bran, you, you know, you don't have to worry so much about it, you yep. can arch if you want. Indeed. Uh, helpful little guys, and then inside are the two daughters. Yes, Sansa, Sansa and Arya talking to me. Yeah. I said oh, it. Oh, that's why we called it that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the, the boys and the girls are very separate. Yes, very they're doing, the, the girls are doing like embroidery, I think. Yeah, selling yeah. some shit. Sansa's doing great at it, and Arya straight away is like, you, the Second the camera pans to her, yeah. she's like, fuck this. Rolling her eyes and yeah. yeah. Like pretty, the, the way that Arya in this episode is they're trying to be like, she's not like other girls. Yes. She's constantly fucking wearing helmets. Yeah. Getting yeah. around in the mud. A little ham-handed, that, that kind of treatment of Arya in this episode. And yeah. I think Maisie Will, she's really young. Very young. Uh, not the best performance, I would say. A few. F- that's kind of across the board. Apart from the actors like Sean Bean, who plays Eddard slash sure. Ned Stark. Um, the kids especially are taking a little bit to settle into it yeah. early on. I, Which I, is fine. Like, I they're young that. kids. Like, yeah. yeah. And they do seem 
they they do what they're meant to do pretty well. Like, uh, yeah. I is a little fucking brat running around. So then she does the like fucking. Um, it's this. Gr- it's that great scene where usually it'd be like she'd be some like hard ass woman in an action movie coming in and beating the boys. But this, it's like little brands being taught how to fire a bow by John and Rob. Yeah, John is a bastard. We should say. Yeah, uh, what a fuckwit. What an absolute... <laughs> but the, the, yeah, they use Bastard very literally in this because yes. it matters if you're a lord and, and Eddard's had him out of wedlock yeah. with someone else yeah. that isn't Catelyn, who's his wife. Yeah, so Bran, who's, you know, the younger boy, he's trying to be a good soldier boy. Soldier boy. Yeah. <laughs> Superman that <laughs> bow. Cr- he cranks that bow. <laughs> uh, and he's about to fire again. He's been shitty so far. And then, boom, out of nowhere, arrow, bullseye, pan over, eye is there. It's the Disney uh, Disney Robin Hood thing of like splitting the yes. arrow down the middle. Yeah, and yeah, she's just nailed a bullseye out of nowhere. Yeah, um, and she's like three meters further back. Yeah, and definitely hasn't been trained. Yes, yes. Yeah. You know they're trying to keep them separate, but then yeah. um, you got to keep them separated. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, like the. Boys are all like, oh, well, we want her to kind of do this. Like, yeah, yeah. But then Catelyn's like, no. Yeah. And absolutely but, don't. But like. then Ned is like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of secretly proud. Girls will be boys. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it sets up like just this very kind of exactly what you'd imagine medieval lordship thing of like, yeah. make the girls go, you know. Yeah. It's all pretty straightforward at this point. And I think that also the introduction of those characters. So like Rob is very straight up and down. Like, you can do this brand. Jon Snow is like... He's trying to do the same thing as Rob, but he's like a step sideways, kind of, like he's metaphorically. A little, bit, a little bit more kind of... Um, warm? Warm, yeah. 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 Totally. And they, the, we, it doesn't lay it out as much as we just have as well. No, yeah. Because this is it's, just the first time we've seen these characters, so we're mentioning them, but it just kind yeah. of shows it's, you them. It's very succinct and economic. Yeah. Because you're right, it's like Rob, Jon Snow, older boys, Bran, younger, trying to be like them, Sansa... Loves doing needlework. She's a real girl's girl. Arya is a tomboy. Boom. Exactly. That's it's the characters so like perfectly introduced. Complete. And then Theon's just kind of fucking about in the background. Yes, and I forgot how much of a little fucker he was too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Theon is like the war- award of the state, basically. He's he was I think what a, a, a captive when his family were at war yes. or rebelling against the Starks. Uh, so I think they sided. With the Targaryens, right? The Greyjoys did, yeah, right. And in some way, kind of betrayed the Starks and the Baratheons when Robert's Rebellion happened earlier, yeah, before the show. So, and this, all of this, it's it gets um, fleshed out further down the track, yeah. And it's not that important now. All you need to know, if you don't know much, is that Theon, yeah, was kind of held captive by this family, then raised sort of as one of their own, but he's sort of a little bit on the outs as well, yeah, exactly. And so- he's a bit of a prick. <laughs> And you get a bit more of his idea of a prick in a second because they yeah. go out. Uh, the guy comes up and he's like, "Hey, budget Mackenzie Crooks here. Yep, he's abandoned the Night's Watch. That is not fucking on. That's really bad." And so Eddard straight away is like, "Well, I've got to cut his head off." <laughs> yeah, and Catelyn's like, "Do you have to?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, it's the fucking law, and I'm the lawman. <laughs> I'm the lawman." And he they go there. He's like, "Also, I'm going to make Bran watch." <laughs> yes, he can't fire a bow straight, but he needs to see a man die. Yes, yes, exactly. And they take him out to do that. Uh, they're in the hills. Eddard says some stuff about, do yep. you understand why I had to do it? Yes. After chopping up his head. And also a bunch of Mackenzie Crook is like, I saw the White Walkers. Yes, exactly. So like this, the little party goes out. It's like, yeah, Eddard and then the, the boys. So um, Rob, John and Bran. And Theon. And Theon, you're right. Yeah. And, and Mackenzie Crook. And yeah, before he 
cuts off his head, Mackenzie Crook's like, dude, there's White Walkers out there. They're coming for us. Like, I of saw course them. I fucking run away. Yeah. Uh, like, I'd rather get my head cut off, dude. Like, he's, I think he says, like, tell my family I'm dead at least. No, something like that. <laughs> and then they're like, they don't really acknowledge that they will. Yes, yes, <laughs> true. Head off. True. Uh, and then, yeah, Ned goes over to Brown and he's like, you get why I had to do that, right? Like, I make the laws, I make the decisions, I got to swing the sword, dude. I think he says he who passes a sentence must swing the sword or some kind yes. of thing like that. Yeah. Which uh, is very, you know, again, he's a noble guy. Totally. He does what he has to do. Yeah. Doesn't like it visibly. Yeah. But he'll he'll do it. So they're on their way home uh, and a huge fucking stag yeah. is dead in the middle of the road. The stag, by the way, being the, the banner animal for the House Baratheon. Right. And right. it's been, it's it. It and the wolf, this dire wolf, which is the banner animal of the Starks. for House Stark, yep. have both killed each other in this yeah. silly brawl they've had. Yes. Probably leaving, not relevant. Le- but... Leaving the children to fend for themselves. Yeah, there's these, <laughs> these puppies of the dire wolf that they find. Yep. Like, yeah, it's, it's pretty fucking stupid and pointless and not anything to do with the show, so <laughs> I don't know why they included this scene. Also something worth pointing out, this stag is dead in the middle of the road that they come across, and it's rotting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guts How do they not see it on the way there? <laughs> oh, yeah. Did they come I, back a different way? They must have, yeah. They must do a loop. You know, it's a nice scenic walk. They do a big <laughs> loop. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Anyway, so this stag is dead. They're like, oh, fucking, what did this? They go down, there's an enormous direwolf. Which I didn't really get the first time I saw this show. Direwolves are not meant to be in this area. They're creatures of north of the wall. Right. They're kind of more fantastical, giant-sized creatures. Yeah, they mention that later in the episode. They go like, yeah. direwolves north of the wall, like, shit's falling apart around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a big direwolf, it's dead. There's six puppies. Well, there's five, and they're like, oh, one for each of the legitimate children of this house Stark. So, uh, Rob... Uh, Bran. Bran, Rickon, Sansa, and Arya yep. each get a puppy. Yes, and yeah. and they go to leave, and then and by the way, Theon's about to fucking just knife one. That's the, he's exactly. So, yeah. He's so ready for it. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll absolutely stab this wolf kid. Yeah. I don't mind at all. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. So again, probably not relevant, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So they, there's five, and they start to walk away, and there's like a little whimper, and then Jon Snow goes back, and he's like, ah, oh, this little uh, little albino one with red eyes, and Theon's like, ah, the runt of the litter, Jon. Yeah. And Jon's like, that one's yours. <laughs> yes. And Jon's like, okay. I'll Take him. And also, just a little bit like, all right, fuck off. I yeah, get it. yeah. You don't even have a wolf, motherfucker. And, so. and pe- everyone in this scenario are kind of treating Theon like he's this annoying cousin or something. Totally. And he's acting like an annoying cousin. Yeah. Lily Allen's brother. Yes. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. what he's acting like. <laughs> <laughs> so they grab these wolves and they're like, all right, I guess. And Eddard's like, you feed them yourselves. Yeah. You look after them yourselves. And if they die, you dig their graves yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. That's what I'm going to say to my kids when they want a dog. <laughs> Dig its grave and then you can have it. Nice. But And so, yeah, again, this really nice little economic scene that, yeah, you're right, does portend some future events or, or past events or, you know, whatever. There's yeah. some thematic stuff there. But also it's like... Cause Initially, Eddard's like, let's kill these fucking pups. There's no mum. They're going to die. And then Jon Snow's like, hey, actually, maybe there's enough for, to give one each to the legitimate children. Maybe a little bit of kindness is what this, what, what everybody needs That's right. Here. And so they, they dole them out to each of them. And then, yeah, the runt goes to Jon, the bastard. And it's like, cool. Well done. Well yep. written scene. All a, good. A, every man 
a dog according to his needs. <laughs> All dogs work, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> whatever. Th- we move. Uh, th- we do. Th- so this is the first like big. Uh, City transition yep. of the show, and you see, boom, King's Landing, and it's all this beautiful, much more uh, ornate, elaborate city. Yeah, right yeah. up on the cliffs on a coast. It looks yes. good. It looks beautiful. Uh, and there, it goes to a sort of churchish hall, mm-hmm. and there's a man dead on a on a big slab. Yeah. And some priests kind of doing a bit of a dance around him, doing a hokey pokey. <laughs> yes. Some kind of ritual. He's and got those creepy fucking eyes on him. So creepy. Little so creepy. wooden creepy eyes, which they did used to do in medieval times, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They at the very least used to put coins, I think, over people's eyes. Mm. And it was, oh, that was, I think, an ancient Greek thing to pay the ferryman to go across to the afterlife. Oh. So this is, I guess, Ooh. a take on that. Right. But the, yeah, they're little rocks and they kind of have painted circles on. They look fucking creepy Big as. bright eyes and this guy's lying there. Uh, and we don't know who this cunt is. <laughs> no, nah, he's just some guy who's fucking wide awake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I was fooled. I thought this guy's really paying attention Whoa. to my lecture. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, it kind of pans up and in, in the, not rafters, what do you call it? Like the sort of um, walkway Balcony? above. Balcony. Yeah. Uh, this woman's looking over him. It's Cersei Lannister. You yeah. Know, later find out. Yep. And uh, Jamie Lannister comes up and he's like, you got to relax, girl. <laughs> he's basically <laughs> yeah. like, what's up? What's wrong? You looking at this dead body? Why are you looking weird? Yes. Yes. And, and so, and the, again, these people, in com- contrast to all the previous characters we've seen, they're blonde. They're pretty. They're dressed nicely. <laughs> their hair's combed. Yep. They're, they're very clearly well-to-do yes. types. Yes. So uh, you just hate them from the get-go. <laughs> And um, she says something like, what if John Aaron told someone? Yeah. Is the thing. And so at the time, you're like, uh, I don't know, what uh, if? Yeah. yeah. But that is a significant <laughs> Who John Aaron? fucking thing she said. It's there. massive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if I was directing the show, I would have had to look directly into camera <laughs> and say, what if John Aaron told someone about our secret and then wink real big? <laughs> yes. And a ding sound. Yeah. But yeah, so there, and then he's like, "Fucking no one's going to have said it." This he's real cocky, Jamie, Jamie Lannister. Oh yeah, Sis, yeah, sister to the queen. So she's the queen. She's the queen. He's her bro. Is that all we know at this point? I don't think we even know that when right. they're introduced. Sure, throughout sure. Throughout the episode, you find it out. Yeah, uh, and they have that little back and forth about like, "Hey, hope John Aaron finds out," and he's like, "Hey, not to be too overconfident, <laughs> but no one ever will." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, a great introduction to these characters. We don't necessarily know yet. She's conniving. He's overconfident. It's yeah. great. It's it's yeah. yeah. It's summing it up real quick. And then a, a similar thing at this one. Raven shows up at Winterfell, which is like the email of the day. Yep. Uh, Raven shows up bearing a message. Catelyn walks into the Godswood where Ned is kind of sitting, just <laughs> looking at the water. Yeah, just pondering, just thinking about what would have happened if he hadn't had kids. Maybe he could have done something else with his life. I would have had five wolves by now. <laughs> and she, uh, I'd be riding a sleigh pulled by wolves. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, liked that she says, oh, ever since I came here 20 years ago, I've never felt comfortable. So you see, oh, okay, she's married into this. Yes. She's from literally somewhere else in the world. She's a bit of an outsider. And, and uh, he's like, come on, you've got like 17 kids that live here yeah, now. I've fucked you heaps. <laughs> yes. You belong here now. I've fucked you into this country. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, and she then tells Ed that John Aaron is dead. Yeah. Clearly, he, he was his friend. Yes. Because Ed is immediately like, oh, oh Ned. Which yeah. I've never understood why Eddard gets shortened to Ned. I, I, well, I think it's the same as Edward being called Ned in real life. And I don't understand that. Agreed. <laughs> How come Jonathan can be Jack? Mate, Get your own name. <laughs> the world's a complicated place. Yeah, not that complicated. We could you simplify that bit. I mean, you should have studied more linguistics like Tolkien. You'd know. I had burgers to flip. Anyway, <laughs> John Aaron's dead. Uh, it was a flu. Some kind yeah, of flu he lost, that took he, him. Yeah, the fever took him in the night or something, they yeah. say. Very evocative language. <laughs> um, but again, yeah, like we still don't know who John Aaron was or his relevance at all, yeah. We just know from the way Ned reacts, like they were buddies. It's a shame. Yeah, exactly. So then, uh, it. She also mentions, "Hey, there's more news. The king's on his way. Yeah, and he's bringing everyone. He's yep. bringing his whole family. Yep. And Ned's like, ah, fuck. That yep. means shit's about to happen. Yes. So king's on his way. Uh, but not in a scary way. like Just the, like a, oh, this is going to be a complicated week. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. of. Uh, picked the wrong day to quit smoking <laughs> fucking medieval whatever we've got. I mean, they had the uh, they had weed in, in, in The Hobbit. God's but, weed or something. Yeah, yeah, they did have. But they danced around it in, in, in Tolkien stuff. Yes. They were wearing tie-dyed t-shirts as they danced, I believe. Apart from that big overlong scene where they fucking get high with Tom Bombadil. Yes. Which yeah. is, anyway... Um, so basically, uh, the in-laws are coming, kind of. Yeah, kind of that kind of vibe. Like this dude's gonna come and he's gonna want some shit from me. Yes. Uh, and then like Maester Lewin, who's the kind of um, fryer tuck looking motherfucker. Yeah, that fryer yeah. tuck looking motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. He's like, we're gonna need a bigger boat. We're gonna need more candles and yep. like heaps of shit for Tyrion to drink. Yes. Uh, and then <laughs> the the next bit I found really funny, like Rob Theon and John. Are all getting their oh, hair yeah. cut, yeah, with their shirts off. Yes, and fuck me, they're visibly posing. Yes, they yeah. are just standing there going, "Oh, hope my muscles look big on camera." Yeah, they're all these guys who aren't like they're not experienced actors. They haven't been like in the Hollywood system bulking up for four years. They're just these young dudes, very pale and pasty. But John, they're like fucking Kit Harrington, Jon Snow. Yeah, was he? Was he built? Was he's he rocking a, He's rocking a rig. I wasn't looking that close. <laughs> well, he kind of pushes it in your face because he's literally tilting it and like, yeah, right. Doing a pose like he's fucking on a cover of a magazine. <laughs> I the magazine is called Dumb Little Idiots, who yeah. are obviously posing. Yeah, I just and the noticed... title is too big on the top of the magazine. <laughs> I noticed how pale they were. That was the main thing I noticed. Like... I, which is cool. They're living up in the north. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Of, of, of England. Um, <laughs> of Yeah, exactly. This place, everyone's got British accents. It's yes. England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Later on, we'll see Spain, too. Yeah, the yeah. The Dornish are just Spanish. Totally. Um, yeah, but it's, it's the three young dudes. Bit of eye candy, kind of. Getting their hair cut. Yep. Yep. Little bit of shaving. Hubba, hubba, hubba. <laughs> yes. And Little um, something for the ladies. We move on to Bran uh, running around, climbing all the all the tops of the... Ha- what do you call them? Roofs. And, uh, <laughs> the tops of the buildings. The building things. tops. The, the building um, lids. <laughs> building, building lids. <laughs> yeah. And this was the first part of this show is when, oh, their budget has improved since now. Right. Because right. he's like he's running in front of a green screen. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. kid. Just yeah. make the kid act on top of a real castle. <laughs> yeah. Make him run about. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's like it is. It's green screen and some scaffolding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he's running about and he's like, oh King and he point he, he sees the sort of uh, people coming up. Yeah, yeah, the big procession. And they're all getting ready for for the king to show. Again, Arya does some stuff where she's wearing this uh, helmet and climbing yeah. about and, and very 
keen to watch. At this point, I believe someone, Catalin, I think someone's like, Bran, stop climbing around. It'll be the end of you. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, Brandon Stark, you get down from there or you might cast too long of a foreshadow <laughs> yes. across this place. Yes. So I also continuing to be a tomboy wearing yep. the helmet. So reinforcing all of the character characteristics of the characters so far. Yep. And because, and that's good because we're about to be introduced to a whole bunch of new characters. Exactly. Like everyone is coming thick and fast through here yes. and they, they do do a good job of very quickly going this person's this type yes and they're all they all end up being a bit more than that totally but being able to sum them up as quickly as they have uh in this episode i think was done well i was really impressed by that yeah because yeah. f- it's a fucking big cast yes yeah and you're seeing people in the background of this episode who don't even get mentioned who kind of become characters later right like hodor's standing there in that lineup sure sure don't, they don't fucking say hodor once in this yeah. episode yeah yeah uh, so anyway, yeah, they're they're in the big line, and the um, carriage rocks up. Yep. Uh, um, what's his fucking name? King Boy. <laughs> Robert Baratheon. Robert Baratheon. Yes. He shows up on his horse, looking like a fucking snack. <laughs> <laughs> he is a big fat boy. He is a big fat boy. Classic medieval king. Very Shakespearean. Totally. Kinda, Henry yeah. the Eighth. Yes. And yeah. He. They have to bring up a little step thing. <laughs> yes. A couple of mobility steps to get him down from his horse. Yep. And he walks up to Ned. Everyone's, it's all a bit tense at this point. Absolutely. And, and it makes sense. Like for the setup so far is like, holy shit, the king's coming. These powerful people from the big city, basically the big smoke, they're coming to our little town. And it's been a long time. It's like they, yeah. everyone's kind of not really sure of what to do. Yes. He walks up to Ned and he says, you've gotten fat yeah. to Ned and they share a laugh and yep. it's like, ah. They're old war buddies. Yeah, they're old mates. The king's obviously risen to a higher status, but they're still, yeah, they're old mates. Yeah. So straight away, he's like, take me to her. Yes. Take me to her grave. Yes. And and like Cersei, I think he's like, we've been riding for like a week. Yeah. We got to go get washed up, dude. Straight away. But she's like, I don't want this person you're talking about coming between us again. Yes. Like, it's very pointed. Yes. And uh, I is like, where's the imp? Yeah. And because they keep mentioning the imp. Yes. They keep calling him the imp, Tyrion. And I loved the way that um, Cersei looked at Arya like, how dare you fucking call him the imp? Yeah. And then goes to her her brother, goes to Jamie like, where is our shitty little brother? Like, (laughs) yes. uh, That mix of like, fuck you. For yeah. saying anything about my family and fuck everyone as well who's in my family. Yeah, like, yeah, totally. You can't talk shit about my family. I can talk shit about my family. But in such a venomous, like, mm. she hates everybody clearly already. Yeah, to- yes, totally. With- it, yes. She only has negative feelings to everything outside her, except her brother. It's like her, yeah. her, her non uh, imp brother, yeah, Jamie. Jamie is she's okay with, yeah. But she's got that great fucking fake smile, yeah. Uh, that you see a bit more later on. So uh, Robert and Eddard walk through the crypts, yep, underneath the thing, and come to a um, statue of a woman, yep. Who Robert is very much like, oh, why'd you put her in a place like this? She should be in a nice on a, meadow on a hill with a view, yeah. And and Ned's like, <laughs> Ned's like, she's dead, man. Yeah, she's my sister. This is where we bury our family members. That's why I buried her here. Yeah. She's my sister too. I miss her. And it's 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 all done well where like the dialogue is conveying to you who everybody is. Yeah. But it's not like as her brother <laughs> yes. the, and our father was this guy. Like they yeah. they get everything across in very good 
of course, someone would talk like that ways. Totally. This script must have gone through like a million revisions because it's so... Doesn't waste a word. No, there's no like forced exposition. Yes. It's all character and exposition at the same time, which is perfect. Yeah. And yeah, Robert is clearly still in love with this woman, Leanna Stark, who's who's Ned's uh, Ned's fucking deceased sister. sister, Yes. And she's clearly died, you know, in some horrible way. I don't. Yeah. Because I think. um, I mean, she's clearly died young. Like they're all, mm. you know, like forty something, fifty maybe. Like. And Robert says something like, uh, "I'm I'm gonna kill that." I wish I could have killed him. Yes. Something like that. Yeah, you're right. I wish I could have got the guy. And Ned's like, I think Ned's like, well, I, I got, he's dead now. He's the dead. Dude, he's, you the can't. Targaryens are gone, I think is what he's like. The target. And then Robert's like, not all of them. That's Which, right. That's right. Yes. Ned says like, um, it's time to move on, Robert. All your enemies are dead. And Robert's like, not all of them. Yes. And then smash cut to... Well, you don't see him then. Oh, really? Is that not then? No, which is crazy. Because right. they mention the enemies and then they don't show him yet. They, they stay in Winterfell for a while. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Ja- it, it's Jamie going to the brothel where Tyrion is. Right. Next. Right. And so you see this bleach bon- blonde boy band style hair... Oh lord! Of this dude getting a blowjob. Yes, and he this little dude, this little dude getting a blowjob. This impish character, if yes. you will. Yes, they call, it's it's who they call him the imp, Tyrion. He's a dwarf in a brothel. Yep, and he and uh, this brothel worker. Yeah, uh, engaged in what's her name? Because she's continues to be a, a recurring character. Uh, Roz. Roz. Yes, from Frasier. <laughs> so him and Roz yes. are mucking about, and he's. Uh, Giving it a bit of lip service, he's yeah. he's using his fancy words already. Yes, yep, yeah. You can t- clearly tell he's like a wise cracking little dude. Yes, yeah. yeah. The first thing you see him do is get a blowjob, drink a bunch of wine, and make a wise crack. Yeah. Which again, there he is. There's that character totally as he stands now. Yes, uh, and. Uh, Jamie shows up and he's like, hey, they're looking for you, mate. I don't mind what you're doing. Like, Jamie's clearly okay with his brother. Yes. Yes. Yeah, true. And then they do that. Like, he brings three more girls in and they do that thing that only ever happens in, like, movies that feature brothels. Yeah. Where they're immediately all laughing. Yes. Yes. Like, (laughs) walking from one side of the room to the other is the funniest thing for me. Totally. Totally. It's Uh, a little. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, it's it's just a trope. Like, it's just a trope. It's in there. And then. Yeah, Robin, Robin, uh, Robin, and I. Well, what's what that? What hap- why that happens is like Tyrion's like oh, I don't. I've, I'm busy here. I've got like a bunch of whoring to do, and and I don't. I can't get to the fucking picnic yet. And Jamie's like, well, bro, have all your courses at once. Yeah, and exactly. He, like f- fucking skull out wine and fuck four girls. He's yeah, like, okay. It was the number of girls I wanted to fuck. Yes, rather than the amount of times I had medieval <laughs> orgasms. Yes. that was holding me back. But so yes. I've gotten this order wrong. Right, the the one where I said the, the grave one. You're right. It does smash cut. I thought so. Yeah, yeah. It, it smash cuts to a whole a whole new city. Right, it does. But so the one before that, when I was thinking it was already, they are in the crypt. Yeah, but they're walking along, and um, Robert says to Ned, "I want you to be hand of the king." Oh yes. So John Aaron's already dead. He used to be the hand of the king. Evidently, we don't necessarily know what hand of the king is, right? Do we? We just know it's a. a uh, it's got five fingers and uses to grab stuff. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. This has been an episode of. <laughs> so, 
yeah, he like I loved how Ned kind of awkwardly gets on his knee. Yes, he like he clearly he respects the king, but doesn't have any truck for uh, sort of the pomp and circumstance. Yeah, yeah, the tradition and the sure the the forced kind of niceties that you have to give to the king. He yep. respects the office, yeah, but he doesn't necessarily follow through or respects the man more than the office. Totally is maybe the, the and way I, to say. And I also think the distinction that's clear here um, as well is. Everyone in Winterfell, they're kind of like rough and tumble, you know, northerners. They just, like, get shit done, very straightforward. And all the people from King's Landing, all the blonde people, essentially, are very um, uppity and highfalutin. And Robert is somewhere in between. He himself is a guy who's become king, but he's still more like the northerners. Totally. And so this is what Ned was afraid of, him asking him to be Hand of the King. Right. Because it means going to King's Landing and leaving the north where he feel, where is his home yep. and his family is. Yeah. And um, Robert flat out says to him, like, I don't want to be fucked doing this job of yes. being king. Yes. I want you to come do that so I can fuck about and drink. Totally. And you kind of get... Um uh, in a kind of sideways, subtle way from a lot of the interactions they have on screen up to this point, like, they used to be these awesome, like, war buddies, getting shit done, fighting wars, doing rebellions. And they do a bit of that, like, almost, uh, remember the old battle or whatever? Like, yeah. They, they, yeah. yeah. Essentially, when they meet for the first time, it's like they clasp their hands together and flex their biceps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. You old bastard, how <laughs> yeah, are you doing? You old son of a bitch. You fucking dickhead, <laughs> how about you? Totally. Not bad, you mongrel. <laughs> <laughs> and so you get this picture of what they used to be, and you very clearly get the picture of what Robert is now, which is a guy who's basically drank wine and cheated on his queen wife for eight years or something. Totally. He's totally let himself go, and he doesn't really care about being king. He was only concerned with becoming king. and exactly. He yeah. wants to be the king so he can do what he wants rather than run the kingdom. Yeah, And yeah. he's like, Ned, you need to come and I've got some paperwork for you to do. But he also is like... I kind of can't trust anyone else as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he's like, I need you to do my job for me, but also uh, there's no one I could choose to do that job except for you. I don't trust anyone. Yeah. You're my old mate. And which suggests like, oh, okay, so you've got no friends here. What kind of king doesn't have allies? Yes. And also like, I, I guess it does show some self-awareness that he's like, I couldn't do this job if I tried. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you've got to do it. Yeah. And you do get, yeah, a really good idea of the young men they used to be. Yes. Uh, from this interaction. So smash cut two. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Pentos. Yes. Is the name of the city. Uh, it's across the narrow sea, not the great sea. And yep. you see uh, another blonde woman, but yes. a little blonder blonde. Uh, t- totally. White blonde, peroxide. She has dyed the shit out of this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And uh, very like just beautiful, elegant looking woman yep. on a balcony again, overlooking, standing in front of a huge window with billowing curtains that don't block out any light. Pointless showy <laughs> totally, curtains. Totally, totally. And she's kind of walking around in like <laughs> she's a, kind of walking around the place. Of, she's like doing a funny little walk. <laughs> <laughs> like John Cleese, you know, just picture that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's got her hands up to her nose and uh, no, she's, big strides. She, she's like, more so than the, the Lannisters, the blonde kids from King's Landing, she looks very ethereal and kind of very graceful. Totally, and, and yeah. naturally so. She's not put it on. Yes. She, like, she's wearing very little. She just has this kind of dressing gown thing on. Yeah, yeah. And is just naturally kind of an elegant thing. Yeah. Whereas they juxtapose with them who... Uh, are having a force in and are holding themselves a bit awkwardly because they want people to fucking... Yeah, they're holding their head up awkwardly to look down their nose. Completely. Yeah. So uh, she's just hanging about. But, um, <laughs> yep. 
her fucking brother walks in. Oh, God. I've forgotten what a fucking creep this dude immediately was. Absolutely. Because he walks up and basically just goes like, honk on her boob. Like, yeah, he, he walks in and he's like, ah, oh, my sister, you're an object I have to trade, so yeah. let's make sure you're looking good for whatever I'm going to do with you. But fuck me, like... Even with that attitude, he goes a step beyond that. Totally. Of like, a, it, it's very like, I, Amelia Clark is who plays Daenerys Targaryen, which is what this character is. Yes. When she first read this script, she I don't think she has a word before yeah. her clothes are removed. Yeah, and a man like gropes her and objectifies her. Yeah, which uh, it makes total sense for these characters and I don't really have a problem with it in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's just such a crazy like introduction to this person of like again done really well summed up with where these characters are at the moment yes Viserys complete fucking psychopath yeah yeah. Uh, no boundaries just a slime ball a total slime ball thinks he owns everybody yes uh, or at the very least his sister yeah and she is just kind of beaten down and accepting it like yeah she like you like you totally get the picture of what this world is it's like a woman in this world even in you know the real world at this um, equivalent time it's like they don't have a choice like yeah. they just have to go along with shit and and she is you know not through being she's just like she's a little she's stuck there yes and she's accepted that yeah and he says don't wake the dragon yes referring to himself yep he's the dragon you little creep and so I don't know if in this scene yet or throughout the other scenes featuring these characters in this episode we get the picture that they believe he believes at least Viserys believes that their family is the rightful heirs to the throne yep. which is in King's Landing they that's like they own the kingdom but they've been exiled for a reason and they want to get an army and they want to go back there and take it back and he thinks he's the rightful king exactly the dragon who should be queen. So this guy they're staying with Illyrio later on says to him, like, I think you're the rightful king, sir. Yes. This um, kind of like Stephen Fry light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stephen baked. <laughs> yes. And uh, they walk out and there's like sort of, they're meeting somebody. who yes. the, the, the person who uh, Viserys is selling his sister to to marry Carl Drogo, who you see right up on these horses, a Dothraki guy to get their army. Exactly, yeah. They 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 believe that they are the rightful heirs to the throne, but they don't have an army. They're in exile, so he's plumping up his little sister to sell her off to this fucking barbarian dude who does have an army. Yeah, and so he kind of lays that out to her after Drogo rides up, says nothing, looks at her and rides away. Yeah, yeah. And Viserys is like, what the fuck? Yeah. Did he like her? And Illyrio's like... If he didn't like her, you'd have found out. And what he says, I believe, during this scene, Viserys says to Daenerys, "Hey, check to see this dude, this this race of people, the uh, Dothraki. They they cut their hair off when they lose a battle. Yeah, and this Khal Drogo guy, My Little Mermaid hair. Yeah, My Little Mermaid. <laughs> that's that's a My Little Pony crossed with the Little Mermaid. Yeah, hey, they both got a lot of hair. hair. Yeah, but he's this dude has all his hair. He's never cut it off. He's Khal Drogo set up in this one scene as well yeah. as the ultimate badass warrior, doesn't speak, communicates through brute force and an action. Yep, can control the, the minds of fish. So <laughs> That's right. He, uh, That's why you think of the Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> he rolls, it rolls out of there on their horses. Yep. And Viserys is basically says all that stuff you said before yep. to Daenerys. Like, she goes, I want to go home. She tries yes. to speak up. Yes. And he immediately spins around. He's like, 
fuck off, you don't know anything, we can't go home, yeah. they're going to kill you. Touches her lips a bunch. Yeah, does he kisses her or something as well, I think. He kisses her on the forehead, like, he just, but in this real dominating way. Like, yes. he is a... He's the worst. This real great thin-lipped smile that yep. he's got. Yeah, he looks like a lizard, like a little little snake boy. He does, like a little white lizard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we go back to Winterfell, yep. and the feast is coming up. They're going to have a big feast with the king. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sansa's getting all ready, and she's like, oh, because when, the, when they've rolled in, yes. the army, he, she and uh, the, this little boy on a horse, yeah. who is Joffrey. They lock Baratheon, eyes. They lock eyes. And she's like, really innocently like, oh, my God, it's the, it's the prince. And he's like, prince one day, maybe. Yeah. And he's like, I'm fucking a little shit, and I'm smug, and I'm a little bastard. I'm looking around like I own the place. Just a fucking... 100% mark of a smug smile. <laughs> yeah. Jack Gleason is his name. He is great from the start he as well. He is immediately, you want to wring his little neck. <laughs> yes. But that's not enough. Like, you just, well, you want to kick him into the moon or something, you know? Yeah. Like, he yeah. is the yeah. shittiest little, you want to talk about, like, a fuckhead cousin who came around. Yeah, yeah. This is the cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so that's been sort of alluded to in that previous arrival scene. Yes. And then Sansa's, like, saying, oh, I hope Joffrey will like me and Catelyn who's doing her hair you can see is like oh you don't want to want she kind of rolls her eyes a bit and is like oh come on she looks a little scared you know she looks like ah fuck I don't want this for my daughter yes sure sure Uh, and there that's just a little bit before the feast is underway with uh, Catelyn and Cersei sitting kind of awkwardly next to each other yep having this little kind of chat like oh nice food isn't Cersei's like I'm a bitch (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah (laughs) and um they, yeah, Robert's kind of fucking going around, making out with the waitresses and stuff. Oh, yeah, slapping feast. a lot of butts. And Cersei's just sitting there, like, clearly pissed off, but knows that she can't do anything about yes. it. Yes, yeah. She is clearly a schemer. Yep. But uh, is just not in a position of power right now. Totally. As the queen. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's it. Like, yeah, he's the he, he is the most powerful man in... In the world, essentially. Yeah. So, of course, he's if he's slapping waitresses' butts and grabbing them and getting them on his lap and stuff, it's like, yeah, this is um, disrespectful to Cersei, but no one can do a thing about it. Yeah. At and least not overtly or directly. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> yes. So, the feast is going on and Jon Snow's outside whacking a... Whacking, a, <laughs> whacking his weed. <laughs> <laughs> whacking this training dummy with his sword, practicing. He's like, I don't think I'd be welcome in there. Yeah. And his uncle Benjen shows up. Right. Uh, they have a bit of a hug. They clearly get along. Benjen mm-hmm. talks about the wall. Yep. And Jon Snow's like, I want to fucking go there. And Benjen's like, call your jets, hotshot. <laughs> yes. Uh, it ain't going to work. Yeah. It, Benjen walks off into the thing. They kind of just have a little talk. Not much happens there. And Tyrion swaggers up. <laughs> just like comes out of the shadows. He's like, oh, you're a bit of a douche, aren't you, John? <laughs> well, doesn't he, he start with the bastard stuff straight I away? I think he does. Yeah. yeah. He just goes like, ah, uh, the bastard can't. Well he, well, he actually has a worse English accent than that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it says, calls in the bastard. And John goes to walk away. And he's like, you are a bastard, aren't you? I'm sorry if I offended you, but yeah, that's what you are. And then John goes, what would you know about being a bastard? And it t- and it's like, come on, John. Surely you get that this guy who has this physical like um, difference from his family is clearly, it's, and it's clearly a massive deal in this world. Yes, like, and he says all dwarves are bastards in their father's eyes. Yes, uh, he says a little better than that. He, he says bastards rather than bastard. Oh, okay, he didn't. He didn't just fuck up the sentence. No, no, that's how that's how Tyrion says it. <laughs> and then he says something like. 
um, never forget you're a bastard. Wear it like armor, totally. then no one can hurt you. Yeah. Which is great. Such a great line. Oh, it totally doesn't affect your mental health at all if you focus <laughs> on every single negative thing about yourself and what people make fun of. <laughs> right. And then say that to it. Like, no, that's good advice. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a great, it's a well-written line, but yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing to tell someone. And it says a lot about the way he's lived his life. Absolutely. And, and you're right. It's, it's, it's already evident. If you get from that scene and the dialogue they've exchanged, that Tyrion uh, knows that his father doesn't respect him. Yeah. And then he tells Jon Snow to never forget you're a bastard. Then it's like, oh, right. So him whoring and drinking and being irresponsible is this defense mechanism because he knows he'll never actually be respected. Totally. He shows a lot of the underlying pain that's there for yes. him yep. in that little bit. Uh, then you get a little bit of Benjamin and Eddard having a talk. Yep. They say that's when he goes like die wolves out of the wall, talk of the walkers, fuck's going on here, global yeah. warming, get some done, Congress. <laughs> yes. And uh they both agree that winter is coming. Okay. At this point. Mm-hmm. Uh just have a little chat, catch up. Yep. And uh, we don't really know aside from like, oh yeah, winter is a season. I don't think we know what that fully means. Right, yes. Winter is significant in some way. Yes. And it does seem more than like, okay, but it'll be three months. <laughs> yeah, it'll be cold for a bit. Like they it's already seem cold. Pretty unhappy about the idea of winter. Yeah. And maybe I, I think at this point I was like, Oh, maybe winter's like, you know, six months rather than three months or you know, something like that. Yeah. But yes. It's Let's, it's uh it's it's more. It's more than six. <laughs> yes. It is eight months. <laughs> uh, Sansa is presented to the Queen after that at the feast. Right. She sort of brought up... Little Dove. Li- Hello, Little Dove, immediately yep. from the Queen. Yep. She asked her like two normal questions like, how you doing? I like your dress. <laughs> Have you bled yet? Yeah. She leaps straight to... And clearly is a power move. Absolutely. Clearly to throw her off and freak her out and fuck her up. And, and a power move in front of everyone else there as well. In front like- of Catelyn who's like, oof. And yeah. Almost goes to say something, but then realizes like that's the fucking queen. I yes. can't do anything. Yeah, and it's one of those really passive aggressive things where if you make a scene and call it out, you're going to look weird. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. She was. Well, I was just asking her what, how she's doing. Totally. And that yeah. shows again, like Catelyn she's, being smart enough to not say anything, and Cersei being smart enough to know exactly what to say. Completely. And then Sansa being like, "Oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm a dumb young girl at this point." Yeah. I'm, and she's. 13, I think. I think right. she asked her a direct age. Yeah, Which yeah. they pumped everyone's ages up from yes. the book. Yes, Everyone's like... she Sansa's like seven or something in the book. Right, right. Because it's that medieval thing of aging quicker. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, people didn't physically, literally <laughs> age quicker. No, no, I believe they did. Uh, time was faster in the in the medi- medieval times. That's <laughs> but, why they didn't invent much stuff for But a while. you're, like, right. Like, if your lifespan was 40, then, yeah, you got married at 10 and had kids at 14 and died, you know, at 40. Yeah, so probably yeah. part of why you died because you fucking lived so fast. Uh, yeah, bunch of James Deans getting around. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> what leather jackets and convertibles. So then uh, Jamie comes up and gives a bit of a fucking chest bump, chest bump to Eddard. Yep. Uh, he's like, "Oh, I'm glad you're coming south with me," but he's like, "We should have a tournament." Yeah, right. We should fight each other in the street. Let's basically. get our dicks out and measure them. Exactly. Yeah. And Eddard's like, I don't want anyone knowing how big my dick is because <laughs> yes. when I'm going to use it, I want people to be surprised by the length of it. <laughs> yeah. And Jamie's like, I get a, I get out my reasonably large dick at every chance I have. Yeah. And Eddard's like, maybe my dick's massive. <laughs> yeah. And Jamie looks a little bit like, okay, maybe you're for real. Yes, but he's also still clearly like, uh, I want to find out. I want to test myself against this guy, and I want to. I want to be able to show my 
power because I really believe in myself. Yeah. And yeah, Jamie's like clearly overconfident. And they do, this is maybe the clunkiest part of dialogue in the show where um, earlier when they're looking at John Aaron's dead body, yes. Cersei says something about like, you used to jump off of the 100 foot cliffs at Casterly Rock. And it's like that thing of, oh, right, I get it. He's bold. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure to this point. Um, maybe you remember better than me if we know that Jamie is legitimately great, though. Like, he also, his confidence is very exaggerated. Yeah. But it's also well-placed. I'm not sure if we know that by this point. No, he does just seem cocky so far. Yeah, right. But, like, yeah, you do find out later, oh, he can back it up. Yes. Uh, a little. Uh, so, yeah, Arya throws some food at Sansa. <laughs> That's right. Just a little bit of a gag, really. Yeah, but again, Arya being, like, totally showing her character. And she clearly doesn't like Sansa. Yeah, yeah. She has a problem with, not necessarily her, but what she stands for. Yes. And, you know, they're both little sisters. They're going to fucking yeah. argue. But and you're right. It's like, at this point, what we know of Sansa is she's a young, innocent girl, but she really wants to be like the Lannisters. She wants to be yeah. the high and mighty royal family, and Arya doesn't give a fuck about it she just wants to shoot bows and arrows and throw food and be a little tomboy totally They're, like Sansa's naive but she is also pretentious yes exactly and yes. I am naive but uh, probably has her heart in the right place yeah yeah uh, feast ends <laughs> pardon I said feast ends <laughs> I thought that's what you said uh, the feast is over everybody's eating everything uh, Robert smacked enough asses <laughs> yep. in this fucking restaurant yep uh, and it's not a restaurant. And it's a medieval restaurant. It's a banquet hall. <laughs> <laughs> and Cat uh, and, and Ned are in bed. Yep. Uh, having a little bit of a chat, joking around about yep. how fat Robert's gotten. Bit of pillow talk. A little bit of pillow talk. Their pillow probably filled with like something real medieval and gross. Hey, it'd be hay or something. <laughs> I thought you were going to defend it. Like, hey, <laughs> pillows need to be... <laughs> Lay off their pillows, dude. <laughs> and uh, fucking Maester Lewin just bursts into their room. Yeah. Doesn't dude. give a fuck about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, actually, I guess he doesn't. Someone knocks first. So, okay. Well, you, I mean, if now. the rooms are rocking, you shouldn't come a-knocking. Hey, if the sock's on the door, get in here, buddy. <laughs> we need to find out where my sock went. Yeah. I lost it. Yeah. Uh, so there have... Yeah, she... And also, Catelyn's like, I don't want you to go down to the south. Yeah. And Ned's like... I'm a real Judy guy. Yes, he 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 doesn't seem to want to either, but he has to. It, he will do whatever he has to. Exactly. Yeah. Maester Lewin is announced and does come into the room, and they just stay in bed though. Like they're clearly comfortable. Yeah. The Maester is like he's a doctor he's, basically. He's a doctor and kind of like a grandfatherly figure. Totally yeah. living doctor grandfather. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Granddad is his name. Yep. Dr. Granddad, come yep. see us play at the Corner Hotel. <laughs> uh, and he brings him a note. Catelyn reads it. She's like, oh, this is from the eerie, which that word, I never understood what it was. It's a Jamaican word. Is it? The eerie. Oh, <laughs> no, now I get it. No, it's, it's, uh, eerie is like a nesting bird of prey thing. Right. Like an eerie is where a, uh, an eagle would have its nest, from, right. what I, from what I know. Okay. Which makes perfect sense. <laughs> from what I know, which is the definition which of the Which is word. the, uh, yes. <laughs> I'm trying not to sound like I know the exact meaning. But it seems like you do. And you've uh, really made a point about that degree of yours. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Cat Cat is like, fuck, it's from my sister, but it's not from the capital, which is where she should be. It's from the Erie. Why has she gone there? Yes. This is portends poorly. And she opens it up. And fucking freaks out immediately. Yes. She throws it in the fire and she's like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. 
tells everybody. <laughs> well, not everybody. Tell, gets <laughs> opens the window. <laughs> says, "You're that boy. <laughs> what Spread day is news. it?" Yeah. So she, yes, she turns to Maester Lewin and Eddard Stark, and she says, "Oh Whoa. boy!" <laughs> news from the front: John Aaron was fucking killed. He was moited. They, he didn't die of no flu. Yeah. I, my sister reckons the Lannisters went for him. Yes. So after this whole episode of introducing the Starks as this great northern rough-and-tumble straight-ahead family yep. who's been drawn into this service for Robert Baratheon, who's the king, who's melded families with these uppity Lannisters who you kind of don't like from the outset. Yeah. Now you find out that the Lannisters might have killed... The fucking dude on the slab. The hand of the king. The, the previous hand of the, the king. The second most powerful guy in the country. And also, since Robert is the way he is, technically the most powerful guy. Totally. The guy who who would have been the second last guy Robert could have trusted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, they're fucking pretty shook by this. They're real shook. And obviously, yeah, now they're thinking like, Ned's just been put into this guy's position. This guy was just murdered. We're fucked. Yeah, like, well, lightning's not going to strike twice. <laughs> yeah. Better go. But then Mesa Lewin kind of convinces him, like, if this did happen, you won't find out anything here. You right. should go down there. And, like, if shit's afoot, yeah. you better get down to the shin. <laughs> yes. Closer to the foot. Much closer, where it's dribbled down. <laughs> so, and so then Catelyn also says something here, like, remember that your father and brother once rode down there. And they didn't come back. Yeah. So more of this kind of history that's kind of being dropped in as we go. Which uh, is, it's so, again, really, really well done. It's yeah. like, for someone who didn't read the books, I hadn't read them at this point. I read them, I read the first or listened to the first one later on. Yeah. But I'm, th- uh, the world is... A vampire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is being f- fleshed out in really subtle ways that are intriguing and engaging and they make me want to know more. Totally. And you want to know more, but there's enough that if you don't ever find it out, you're okay. Sure, it yes. It just speaks yeah. to this bigger world, which, uh, yeah, it's done really well. Yes. And um, Lewin's like, that was a different king. Yeah. And Ned's basically made his mind up, like, I'm going down there to be a hero. Yes. Uh, so then we go back over the sea and there's a wedding already. They're already getting married. Yeah. Danny and Drogo yep. are sitting at the top of this uh, sort of little set of steps. Which I guess I, I don't remember that it happened this quickly. But They're fucking shotgun wedding, basically. Yes, yes. So like, Daener- what's a medieval shotgun? Like a trebuchet? Yeah, yeah, trebuchet wedding. Yep. Um, yeah, so Daenerys, the blonde, the, the bleach blonde elegant lady who was getting groped by a creepy bro. Yep. And Carl Drogo, the big barbarian Aquaman. Uh, big buff boy. They're sitting on a kind of like a barbarian throne. Real wedding looking thing. A real wedding looking thing with this kind of like hordes of like barbarians in front of them just freaking out and partying. Totally. Going fucking buck wild. Hog wild. Like, oh man, I love Burning Man. <laughs> yeah. And they're yes. being presented with these gifts. Yep. And this dude fucking comes up and just gives him a box of snakes. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. here you go. It's just, again, that's like a, such a shorthand for like, that fucker didn't remember to get anything. <laughs> yeah. And he stopped on the way like, ah, oh, there's some snakes. Yeah. Put but him it's in a like, box. Fucking, these people are real, real savage. And then, uh, they're, they're introduced to a few people. Uh, a guy gets, like, a fight breaks out. Yeah, gets This guy killed. gets his fucking belly slit. Yep. And uh, Illyrio, who's the guy they're staying with. Stephen Deep Pride. He's, yeah, Stephen <laughs> yeah. Deep Pride is staying, uh, saying of a Sarah, it's like, 
Eh, any less than three deaths of the Dothraki, Dothraki wedding is considered a dollar fair. <laughs> yeah. And Viserys fucking loses his shit at that. He really <laughs>, laughs yeah, at it. Yeah. Uh, then you meet this, uh, they're introduced to this guy, Jorah the Andal. Yes. Who, uh, Viserys kind of freaks out when he sees him walking up. Yeah, he's like, who's this, like, not, like Western-looking dude? He's this Western dude. Yeah. A lot of those guys don't like me Yes, at the moment. Yes. Uh, he introduces himself. He says he's a draw Mormon of Bear Island, and he gives a... He a, said he used to serve their father? Is yes. that right? Yeah. 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 And he hands us some books with, like, history and poems from uh, their old country. And he very specifically gives a gift to Daenerys. Yes. He hands them to her, and he said, this is a gift for... Our queen or whatever. Yeah. Whereas everyone else is basically... For the, for the new Carlisi. Yes, yes, sorry, yes. First time you hear Carlisi. Carlisi. Get used to that fucking word. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, everyone else has been basically d- dealing directly with Carl Drogo or Viserys or not Daenerys. And so he makes a point of going to her. True, yeah. I didn't notice that, but that is true. Yeah. Uh, and then Illyrio, the guy they've been staying with, gives him a gift. Three stones and he's like they're dragon eggs but don't get excited they're just rocks <laughs> they're fossils yeah it's, it's a symbolic gesture yeah because the dragon is obviously important to you to, to the uh targaryens yes fucking viserys calls himself the dragon the dragon we know is their house symbol yep. later yes. on and which yeah like all of these house symbols or sigils or at least a few of them have been introduced pretty pretty uh um deftly and and subtly so far. They're on the little flags. They're just sort of you they're not no one goes like and we the house Stark who love the wolf. Yeah. Uh, but again it's like uh, it's enough of a it's and again you were saying like really early on that it it can be really confusing knowing who's who and what wh- who belongs to what house and where they live. It's yeah. like setting up these really um quick associations of like wolves this family Stags, this family, and dragons, very much this family. They've got a color scheme as well. Yes. Every one of them has, like, dark hair means the Starks. Yeah. Blonde hair means the Lannisters. Bleach blonde white hair means the Targaryens. Totally. They're the ones you've met so far, and they're all different shades of hair. (laughs) So that's that's very useful. Yeah. Um, Drogo gives Daenerys a gift then. Big white horse that looks exactly fucking like her. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And she asks Jorah, like, what's the the Dothraki word for thank you? And he's, (laughs) I really like this line. It says, there is no Dothraki word for thank you. Yeah. Which says so much about that, like, race of people. Perfect, yeah. Yeah. they ride off on their horses, Daenerys and Drogo, yep. to a mountain at sunset. Which, like, if you didn't have any context for this, it's quite a romantic-looking thing. Sure. Then you're given the fucking context. Yeah. And Drogo just straight up rapes his new wife yeah. there on that cliff. Yeah. And, uh, you know... It's just, like, this setup for her character specifically is, like, man, this is fucked. She's in such a bad situation. Yeah. And you, you kind of feel like... Oh, this is a bit distasteful. Like, I don't know if I want to watch a storyline where it's just like the woman is just fucked. Yeah, she, literally. Like, I mean, but yeah, expect her to have an arc. Yes, actually, no. She's the one character who doesn't change <laughs> in all of storytelling. <laughs> um, oh, also something I forgot to mention. Yeah, because uh, uh, Sandor Clegane, who's uh, fucking the Hound, yes. he shows up next. Tyrion's talking to him. Yep. When they're riding in. Uh, in the big procession earlier in the episode, his yep. fucking helmet is the dumbest looking thing I've ever it seen. It is. It is very dumb. The hound's helmet, and it's bouncing around. It's this dog helmet. Yeah. It, it looks so stupid. It does look stupid. I don't think you ever see it again. You might be right. In the yeah. whole show, because, like, boy, it's the worst looking helmet I've ever seen. <laughs> yep. Other than every day when I take my pants off. <sighs> 
So you're right, yeah. So does, like Khaleesi and Carl Drogo having a bit real bad time on the cliff there. Then yeah. smash cut again. We're back over in Winterfell. Uh, they're about to go for a hunt. Everyone's a little bit hungover from the feast. Uh, not really much happens there. It's just like you, you're introduced to this guy with like a burnt face. Yeah, Mr. Burnface. Uh, the hound. Everyone's about to go on a hunt. Happy, happy, happy. <laughs> yeah. So, so then, Robert is a bit reckless from memory. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, fucking get some spears and let's, let's go. go get these boars. Yeah. I love boars and whores. That's me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they have a bit of a smile right off. That's actually Brent. my least favorite line in the, the episode. He just does something like, well, let's go hunt some boar. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. It's like, okay. That's... <laughs> let's leave uh, the, the scene. Yeah. Bran uh, is there. He's kind of uh, watching him leave, and he goes for a little bit of a climb around yeah. to have some fun while like, they're gone. Again, it's maybe like trying to see him ride off. You know, like he tried to see him ride in. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, climbing about the 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 pulpits of the castle, mm-hmm. and he hears a funny little noise, yeah. a strange noise that maybe a young boy hasn't heard before. Yes, noises of uh, a woman making sex noises. <laughs> Yes. As I am led to believe they sound like. <laughs> and so he kind of sidles up to this little window to yeah. see what's what. He's very high up at this point. Yeah. He's very high up. He's been climbing up a fucking tower. And he's a like, good tower. climber. Yes. He can fucking climb quick and he can climb high. Yep. Uh, a lot like me in the business world. Okay. And When's that going to come to fruition? Uh, one day. I don't want to climb yet. Yeah. Because it's dangerous. So he walks <laughs> up to this window, or well, climbs up to this window, and he sees two people with their sort of faces obscured having sex with each other. Yeah, doggy style. Hell yeah, my dude. Yep. Hound style. Yes. The dog, my sigil, my house sigil. <laughs> Just two people fucking doggy style. <laughs> and uh, they their faces kind of come up, and it's Jamie, and then you see, oh, fuck, that's his sister. That's his sister, Cersei. He fucking his sister. Yeah. And so, like, we've heard they this family might have killed someone, and now we're seeing they're doing incest. Yeah. This is bad. These guys seem like kind of creeps. Yeah. Uh, kind of, only a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, potential murderers and incestors. <laughs> eh, whatever. Eh. You know, uh, he sees them and says, he's like, holy fuck, he saw us. Who could have ever predicted that somebody would see us having sex yeah. here in this place that isn't a locked room? <laughs> so, yeah, just a random tower. <laughs> and, like, they've clearly gone somewhere where they think it's out of the way. Yeah. They didn't expect a boy to be climbing. Sure. But um, obviously the danger of it is something that they're getting off Sure, on. totally, sure. Uh, he's like, she, I mean, uh, Cersei's like, fuck, he saw us. Jamie goes, how old are you, boy? He's like, 10. And he's like, well. well Jamie, Jamie goes straight over to the window and grabs him. Grabs him, yeah. yeah. He tries to get away. Jamie grabs him. He's yeah. holding him. He's like, how old are you, 10? Kind of lets him go and says, oh, the things I do for love. Boom, shoves him out the window. Yep. Falls to the ground. Bran falls into the camera. Yes. And it makes a cut to black happen. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, that's, and that's the first episode. And honestly, like, that's the moment where you're like, this is going to be a hell of a show. That bit is the thing, yes, totally, where yeah. you're like, fuck, okay, I need to see what happens next. Yes, because, like, yeah, like, as we've been saying all along, like, the the in- intricate structure of this episode has been done really, really well. All the introductions are really, really well handled. All the characters are pretty interesting. There's yeah. a couple of dud performances that are mainly due to the the youth of the actors, and they're small as and well. Yeah, like it's, yeah. It's 
everyone is kind of set up as a bit player other than like Ned, Robert, Cersei, Catelyn. And and then Daenerys and Viserys over the other side. And a little bit with Jon Snow, more so than those other brothers. He gets, him and Tyrion, I guess, yeah, get a bit of a focus. Yes. And everyone else is sort of like, no, on the side. Totally. And, And yeah, right up to the, before this final scene, it's like... Oh, this murder thing's pretty interesting, and I don't know what Ned's gonna do. And, and it's but it's like political intrigue. Sure, sure, yeah. and and yeah, you're right. Like um, even the Viserys and Daenerys stuff, it's like this is like high level political intrigue of like there might be a war at some point. Totally, it's interesting, mm. but it's not visceral. It's totally. Viserys, <laughs> yes. but it's not visceral. There's nothing that like they've set up some stakes, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the- and and I'll say like. That would have been enough for me to be into this show. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Then right at the end, the show presents to you what it's willing to do. Yes. And it just shoves a 10-year-old boy out of a window to the ground, presumably to his death. Right, exactly. And and this is... How long ago? When was the first season? 2011. Yeah, right. So this show, this first episode aired on the 17th of April, 2011. Yeah, right. Yeah. I... And that's... This is sort of like in the... the, uh, in the thick of the golden age of television, or the or the that kind of renewed yeah. golden age of television, Breaking Bad was like four years in at this point, right? Which I feel like that and Mad Men are sort of the Mad ones Men, where like, Sopranos was was the early you know yeah. one, and then and The Wire. So yes, all of these Deadwood, all of these shows have been been on and been very successful, but then I really feel like nothing quite hit like this episode and that moment. Like this was such a huge thing in TV, like. No one has ever gone this far, yeah. it felt like. I don't think anybody has ever successfully pulled off a medieval setting sure. as well and made it interesting. Or like at least fantasy yeah. hasn't been done well on television. Oh, on television, yes, absolutely. Yes. But, or in film, yeah, The Lord of the Rings and all of that, obviously. Yes. But I, the, the sort of serialised, long-form, massive world, get really in-depth type thing. Yes, uh, the Lord of the Rings was the closest, but it's truncated from the the scope of what people like about fantasy. Totally, it's also different tonally. It's completely different to Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's not so adult and serious and like f- genuinely fucked up. Like seeing this, the incest thing was like in its own a fucking shocking thing to see in a in a show. Full stop. Yeah. Let alone this high fantasy. Totally, I can't think drama. of any show that would have sh- had incest in it. Other than, like, I guess, fucking the Brady Bunch, technically. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, there's, there's no... It's, it's just done so... Uh, it's powerful. Like, it's very impactful. Because it's very blank. Uh, not blank. Very... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just... just oh, matter of fact? Yeah, exactly. Y- yes. Yeah, yeah. There's no, like, oh, my God, what are we showing you here? <laughs> right. It's just... This dirty fucking medieval grub town. Totally. And everyone's there. And it, it's realistic, I guess. Sure. It's presented plainly and coldly. And I guess, like, that's the other thing to, in terms of realism. Incest happened all the time in royal families. It all the fucking time. Yes. It, for a lot of the things. Because, yeah, it became this weird political thing. Yes. But these two are clearly not. They're enjoying it. Yeah, the, yes, they're they enjoying it. it. And it's you don't also... fuck doggy style if you're fucking for <laughs> politics. <laughs> yeah, they're not just trying to make a, an air, no. clearly. But it's also set up really well. Um, they're trying in... to make an O. 
in that we get that this is not on. Even within this world, and it's probably because the books were written recently and the show is made recently, they have to take into account the attitudes of current society. They're going, yeah, incest is bad. It's meant to be bad. And we're showing it to you very matter-of-factly. The thing that they kind of obviously bank on being this fucking wow... um, dramatic moment is Bran getting shoved out the window. Yeah. And it works. And it absolutely it works. Because shit like that, it just, it, it is not something that was commonplace at the time. Totally. And still isn't really, if it weren't for the fact that Game of Thrones has existed for the last, you know, sort of seven years or yeah. so. Yeah. It, it, I think we're a lot colder to the idea, or not colder, a lot more used to the idea of big shit taking place in an everyday episode of a show. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you're right. That's the thing that maybe yeah, Game of Thrones introduced was killing off characters relatively. And just shit going down. Yeah, Stuff sure. Stuff doesn't yeah. get reverted. This is one long story. Yeah. And you can tell that this is being presented. That was always... So it's uh, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss who yes. are the showrunners of this. Yep. They write most of the episodes, or a lot of them early on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim Van Patten, by the way, was a director, might as well say. Um, th- yeah, he's done a lot of good TV directing. I think he might have done some of The Sopranos, actually. Right. Yeah. Uh, and they set up this show as, we are going to do X number of episodes, essentially. Yep. Um, and we are going to tell this very set-in-stone, defined story. Yes. The, we don't need to pad this show out. You yeah. don't need to reset it so that the characters can show up next time. This shit that we've written is going to, or that has been written, is going to happen. Yeah, and we're going to let it play out. Yep, and it fucking works amazingly. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Even in this first episode, you, it sh- it shows you that that is going to be the case with this show. Yeah, yeah. And I think it helps to, to to get invested with it that you can tell that this show is going to end. Right. That it's going somewhere. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah I think that's definitely true. Yeah. Um, so, well, what do you think of? Maybe let's talk a bit about the performances and the the writing and a bit of that kind of stuff. I Sean Bean is probably the only actor that everyone knew at this point. He was the big get. He, he was, was the yep. lead. Yeah. And I guess yeah, Lord of the Rings. Peter like Dinklage had been in some stuff by now as well. Uh, yeah, I think he'd been in in Bruges, which was a film that I'd seen and I really liked. Death at a Funeral, I think, had already been at this yeah, time, right. possibly. Yeah, um, and he's yeah an American actor who's playing this this uh, well not English, but you know, like <laughs> I, they're all f- effectively like the Northerners have Northern accents. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, y- yeah. So uh, most of them are pretty new faces. Yeah, I. I really like Sean Bean. I think he's great. He he nails the part. He's very convincing. He's noble. He's strong. He has that bit of warmth occasionally. It comes yeah. out. You clearly get that this is a really good dude trying to do the right thing the entire time. And, Com- and for completely. his entire leap, life that you've kind of yeah. been shown so far. He's yeah. absolutely the anchor of this show. Yep. And the uh, the the sort of the char- the main character. He totally, he's the protagonist at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. Which in this big ensemble thing is very smart to have. Here's this main dude. We can't have six main characters. Yeah. Even though that's sort of not impossible. Yeah. It, the, having this one dude who like here's a hero and here's an actor you recognize. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he completely nails it. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually think yeah, across the board they're all pretty great. Um. I really like the actress who plays Catelyn. I should get the uh, cast list back up. Um, uh, I think her name is Catelyn Stark. <laughs> uh, Michelle Fairley. Michelle Fairley, yes. I think Michelle Very. 
Okay. I, I would say. <laughs> Michelle Extremely. <laughs> um, Lena Headey might be my favourite actor in the entire cast. The villains across the board yes. are fantastic. Yes. Even he, even the mild villains like Alfie Allen who plays Theon, yeah. fucking great. Uh, you don't see a huge... Joffrey doesn't have a line, I don't think, in this whole... First yeah, episode right, of the show, right? But his little fucking smirk—you look at that kid and you go, "Fuck off, kid!" Yes, straight away. Yes. Um, the yeah, the leads are, I guess, the or the sort of second leads, the yeah. heroes, the Starks. Yes, are maybe a little blander so far. Right. You can see that Jon Snow is a little bit of an outsider. I honestly feel like if you took, if you take the script of this episode and you read. Jon Snow's lines, you get a much more interesting character than when you watch it in this show. I don't think Kit Harrington is particularly strong at this point. I th- would agree with that. <laughs> yeah. And will continue to agree with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kit Harrington is, yeah, like the. He seems like a good dude. Hell yeah, my dude. And he's really funny in uh, that tennis uh, movie he was in with Andy Samberg. Yeah. It was. Maybe. I never saw that oh, one. I, I, it was. He was really good. Like, he, he's quite good in that. Yeah, Jon Snow is just an odd character too because he's like, he's sort of, well, I mean, at this point, his only real thing is that he's just mopey. He's mopey. He wants to leave, he wants to go to the wall. I also got the feeling just from this episode that he, while Sean Bean is the the protagonist at this point, or the lead or whatever, the main dude, yeah. Kit Harrington is like the, if this was like a, a more condensed story, he would be the lead, okay? Right. He's the young dude, he's on the outs, but he wants to be the, the good dude, he wants to be a yeah. warrior, and he wants to save the day. That's he, who he, he appears to be. He is totally like the the typical fantasy hero as well. Yeah, yes. Young guy, wants to go out and explore the world, but his goddamn family won't <laughs> let him. Yes. like Yeah, completely. Yes. Uh, and he, he, he does find out that. Rob Stark just kind of was a nothing. Yeah, Richard in- Madden. He's um, not done a heap of other stuff. I think maybe he's done more British... TV. He was in uh, Electric Dreams, an episode of that, the Philip right. K. Dick uh, adaptation series. Um, I actually like him as Rob Stark. I think he's quite I good. I like him as Rob Stark. I'm just yeah. saying in this episode, he doesn't give you much of an impression of who he is. Sure. I think that's fine, actually, because what he gives you an impression of is the straight up and down air to the the, totally. the lordship the of this vanilla town. Boy he's yeah. they've got in the north. Yeah, he's nice prince dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 fair. Yeah, uh, Amelia Clark does very well at being like this kind of <sighs> yeah broken, shoved into a corner woman, and you can see like how it is that she is just accepting this and carrying on. She, yes, she carries that well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and also, yeah, just the the villains are the thing where I I really fucking like uh, Harry Lloyd is Viserys. Yep, he. Just fucking nails it. Absolutely. He's, and it's such a cartoony villain. I was going to say, like, it's it's a it's a role where you could see someone being accused of, like, chewing the scenery. Twirling a mustache and yeah. fucking, yeah. And I don't think he, he does that. He's not guilty of overplaying it or exaggerating it. He is a really believable, slimy lizard man. Completely. And I think it's partly because you can see already the difference between the power he thinks he has and the the power he has yes which uh i think like comes from his attitude and the second he's questioned he's like no fuck you yeah i I can fucking do it yes and then everyone's like all right right, dude just yeah Uh, yes you kind of get the feeling even from the uh, illyrio guy the he's like hanging back a little bit to the side like letting viserys you know, giving him enough rope in a in a way, right? Just letting him be the figurehead because 
maybe, yeah, being involved with him will get you some power and some benefits, but let him put himself in harm's way and be the big loudmouth dickhead. Yeah, because they explain, like, there's people back over there in Westeros who are, you know, secretly making toast to your health. Exactly. It's, and it's, he tells him all of that, gives him all of that lip service, but you don't see any of it when you're over in Westeros. Yes. So here's this guy who thinks that he's going to swan in, make his return. Yes. And maybe he's being fed a little bit of bullshit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I I think for this sort of cast of unknowns, it it is a great ensemble. Yes, and they each, especially the villains in this show, nail nail what they're doing. Yeah, and yeah, like because of the story that's laid out in this first episode, those villain villain quote unquote characters have to be really well done and well realized, and and somehow not be just like. Off-putting and gross, they have to be intriguing and engaging as well, and, to- and like big and over the top, but at the same time completely believable. Yeah, and and sort of uh, like it, you can see this villainous streak of them coming from a place of cowardice or privilege, or you know, like yeah, you can see why they're being this way. They're not just like I like evil. Yes, yes. They, most of the time, they're like I'm owed this thing. Totally. I, either I'm owed this thing, or I am the hero of my own story because the world I'm in has given me a weird lens on what good and evil is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought watching it again the last couple of days. Um, I was just struck. Took you a bloody long time to watch this episode. (laughs) Uh, I was struck by how good it was. Like it's just a really, really good episode of TV. Yeah, it is, and it's like the sets are uh, perfect. Yep, it it looks fantastic. There's a little bit where you're like, well, that's a green screen, but it's a pilot episode. Well, not the original pilot episode of the show. There was another one. Yeah, right. But it's the first episode of a show, and it does a very good job of introducing you to this world. In a, in a way where it's already in motion. Yes. And you're jumping on the train at the fifth platform. Yes, yes. Uh, so... And, like, I, I think, uh, apart f- apart from the cold open, nothing else felt too tropey or clunky. Like, the it, cold open is... Yeah. It has to be what it is, I feel like. And then you almost immediately forget about that and get really stuck into this greater world of the show. Completely. And the fact that, yeah, it completely does... At least get rid of the cinematic fantasy tropes that you've seen. Yeah, There's none of that because maybe in the world of fantasy literature there's been stuff that approaches this. Right. But it is so different to these big, magical, over-the-top things that you've seen. Yeah. It's just... It's a little dreary and humdrum and everyday. Yes. But in a really fascinating way. Totally. And yeah, but you go away from this episode being like, holy shit, that boy got thrown out that window. And then like the next day you're like... Oh, there's a fucking zombie at the start of the show. Yeah, totally. It's so weird that, that, yeah, the strength of it is, oh, I'm intrigued by this kind of real-world medieval politics yep. in a show where you've seen the dragon eggs, a boy get kicked out of a window <laughs> yes. by his fucking, by these incest people. Like, yeah. there's ridiculous shit going on, Yeah, but it's all restrained enough to make it uh, believable, which is why I think people connected with it who yep. don't normally connect with fantasy. Because, like, fantasy and sci-fi, the most, even though they're, probably the most profitable genres of shit. <laughs> yeah. Fantasy especially is considered to be a thing for people who like it and nobody else does. Sure, yes. It is a specific subset of people who will enjoy this. Yeah. Game of Thrones proved, no. You can, you can, it and can, almost immediately proved, yes. anyone will watch it if there's characters. Yeah, yeah. Which there very much are in this. That's, that's the thing about it is it's just a good show. It's not just a good fantasy show. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, that's the first episode. 
Yeah, uh, I enjoyed doing that. We'll do the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll, uh, yeah. So, next episode? Yes. The next episode of this podcast, we will cover probably just the second episode of the show. Yep. I yep. suppose, yep. yeah. That, yep. That's probably the way to do it. Take it one by one but yeah sometimes we'll do multiple yes you'll just basically at the end of each episode we'll tell you what we're doing next time and <laughs> yeah. what it is yeah we'll tell you what your homework will be yeah exactly but yeah. it's fun homework absolutely like all homework <laughs> for you 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 you, 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 bunch you, got of your, nerds. you got your goddamn degree <laughs> literature whatever uh literature yeah. of Bell and Noah. um so that's that's the end of the episode thanks for listening um and we'll see you next week here in the wacky world <laughs> Of Game of Thrones. (laughs) Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.